Welcome to Brains, a podcast exploring the inner workings of our brains, mental health, and disabilities, and how film and television portray them. Hosted by me, film and television editor, Sarah Taylor. And by me, writer-director, Heather Taylor. Before we begin, we want to acknowledge that the lands from which we recorded this podcast and from where you are listening are part of territories that have long served as a gathering place for diverse Indigenous peoples. And we are thankful, as guests on this land, to be able to live, work, and gather here together. We continue to learn about the history that came before us and encourage you to do the same. Today is our last episode of 2023. Well, <laughs> Just in time for the holidays. <laughs> We're so excited to have our little sister, Becky Taylor, and our little brother, Jonathan Depish, who is also our composer. They're joining us today to talk about how to deal with stress and protect your mental health over the holidays. We're especially grateful for all of our listeners, friends, and family who submitted voice recordings and text messages with advice on how to deal with your mental health over the holidays and throughout the year, and we'll be sharing them throughout this episode. We're grateful to have so much to share today to hopefully make the upcoming weeks feel a little bit lighter. A quick reminder to our listeners that this conversation should not be taken as medical advice, and it is for informational purposes only, because everyone's brain is different. Please consult your healthcare professional if you have any questions. Becky and Jonathan are in the house. Woohoo! <laughs> Nobody can see you dancing. What? No? <laughs> well, I mean, oh, if we chose to. <laughs> we also have um, the the dog Ramona joining us mm -hmm. today as well. So hello, Ramona. Ramona. Welcome to the ASMR part of the <laughs> podcast where you just hear Ramona going. <laughs> I feel like maybe I would like to have... Becky and Jonathan, just maybe like tell us a little bit about who you are, because we know who you are, but people don't know who you are. You go first. Why do I get to go first? Because I nominated you for faster. All right. Fair enough. Hi, <laughs> my name is Jonathan. If you don't know who I am, you've probably heard of me or at least my stuff because I've made the intro to this podcast. That's <laughs> my music. Uh, I'm uh, my name's Jonathan. Last name is Depish. That's what I use for my artist handle. I make music uh, artistically and commercially uh, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Other than my profession, I'm also just a 28 year old dude doing his best not to lose his mind in this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have Merry lots Christmas. to talk about today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. All right. <laughs> All right, your turn. Top that. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I'm I'm Becky. I'm one of the middle children, along along with Sarah. Rock on middle. Rock yeah. on middle. Oh yeah, top, I'm the baby. Top, 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 top. Okay. I studied political science, but I don't do a whole lot of that anymore. So I'm I'm not I'm not up on my news and stuff. But you know. And yeah, I'm just working an office job here in Toronto. It's pretty great. I get to go downtown every week and uh, see City Hall. I work right next to it. I don't know what else to say. Becky's a wonderful artist. Yes, she also mm -hmm. did our uh, art for our for Mental Illness Awareness Week. Um, we created some specialized. It's merch. true though. I guess I do. I have a red bubble. So Becky makes a lot of cool T-shirts and like things that you can adhere to, <laughs> to different materials on Redbubble. Yeah. I, she did portraits of my dogs. Like I commissioned yes. her to do purchase my dogs and this cool drawing of me and my daughter being like totally famous and it's the best. <laughs> what about the so, otters? The otters for your... Oh yeah, and she drew... Oh, um, we yeah, shared yeah. that picture in our first episode. Becky drew the otters for my wedding invitation of me and my me and my husband amorphified... Amorphi what's the word? Amorphosized? 
when you make it an animal. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the opposite of anthropomorphize is. Just anyway. an animal. Anamorphize? <laughs> anamorphize, I'll like say that. Like in the 90s? So Becky like, anamorphized. Like the anamorphs? Yeah. <laughs> Tony and I into to otter, to be otters. Yeah. Anyway. Go check out, what is it under? What's your handle for Redbubble? It's such nothing art. And this is Ramona. I'm I'm her emotional support human. <laughs> she's giving her lots of love right now. I can. Yeah, she's very she's very anxious. She doesn't understand who we're talking to or why we're we're chatting like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and where did Ramona come from? Ramona came from a specialty rescue in Alberta. I don't know if they exist anymore, but they um, specialize in pulling small dogs out of uh, crowded shelters and places where they exist and flying them to Alberta. So she came from Texas, somewhere in Texas, and Texas. took a plane up to Alberta, and then I adopted her. Aww. So as you can all tell, uh, we're all siblings, and we like to just, we just love each other, actually. Yeah, we just, <laughs> we just like to, to say that. We just love to hang out and love each other. Mm-hmm. Sadly, they all left me in Alberta, all alone, so thanks a lot. Thanks You're a welcome. Lot. <laughs> um, so holidays are different now. Which yes. they really are. is yeah, which is an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just different now, but we're mm-hmm. here to talk about holidays. We have you know a bunch of different topics we want to cover, and you know our first one we want to kind of talk about is how do we create healthy expectations around the holidays. So one of the messages we got was from my friend Nicole Teresigny. I never say her last name, but she is so funny, and she has this series that actually started off as like kind of I think on either Instagram or Twitter, and it got picked up. But she has this book series. The first one was called Men to Avoid in Art and Life <laughs> and then Friends to Keep in Art and Life. And then uh, I think it's called Parenting Advice to Ignore in Art and Life. And so she takes like 18th century, 17th century, 20th century, 19th century, whatever art, and then says what people are thinking. And it's absolutely hilarious. So um, I feel like she has done a lot of <laughs> thinking about advice. So I was like, this is some really good advice she gives. Basically, she said, drop things from your list. Most of what is on your holiday to-do list can be dropped and no one will know or care. It's a lot of things that would be nice to do, but they are stressing you out and not worth it. For example, holiday cards, baked goods to gift or bring to parties, parties themselves, <laughs> thoughtful gifts for everyone you know, a spotless house before anyone vis- visits, etc., etc., etc. And we also heard from Marcy and from Blair, to, who also talked about some of the things that can help you create those healthy expectations. My advice for the holiday season and surviving the holiday season as a family is to first have a meeting with all of your family members. At that meeting, I would suggest that each of you pick a couple of events or traditions that are very important to you around the holiday season and make those a priority. So if you have, you know, a list of eight or 10 things that are really important, um, I know my family, we make sugar cookies every year. We've done that since my kids were little. It is, you know, a simple event, but it's important to us. So prioritizing as a family what's important and then cutting off the list what you don't need so that you're not overstressed around that holiday season. It's so important for everybody's mental health. And I think we put way too much pressure on ourselves. And finding out what's important to the family helps you to prioritize Christmas in a better way. This holiday season is quite different for me in the fact that I have 
spent a lot of energy preparing for Christmas. I'm looking forward to sitting down on Christmas Eve and enjoying the magic that is Christmas Eve, knowing that I have everything prepared and we just get to enjoy the Christmas as a family. I think there's a lot of people that put so much into that one day in the year. And if it doesn't turn out perfect, it was it was a failure. And they stress so hard trying to make it perfect. And it takes the fun out of the celebration or the holiday. It's pumped up his family and togetherness. And, and there's so many people who don't have family. It's really hard to see that portrayed everywhere you go, TV, movies, when you don't have that lifestyle. But yeah, I think it's expectation. And with time and age, it's only a day in the year. It's just a day. And you can make any day Christmas. Just don't put so much weight on it. It's just a day. What do you all think about something like that? This is something that I've had a hard time like doing. <laughs> because I just want it to be everything and all the things magical and great. And then I'm like expecting too much. And then I'm always in intense melancholy the whole season. <laughs> so I've adjusted as you grow and learn. Uh, the last few Christmases, I haven't tried to do all the things. And I've let myself just feel more relaxed. And so I think that's because I've let down this expectation that it has to be this like perfect, magical, everybody get along and have a great time moment. It's way better. Sweater, <laughs> like really enjoy myself now, and I don't get melancholy as much. One of uh, the best things that I've ever done to reduce holiday stress is convince our family that we don't all need to get a present for each other. Mm, yeah, totally. And it took a little while because, like, everybody, you know, wants to, right? You want to have like the tree with all the presents under and stuff like that. But at a certain point, it's like you're you're kind of just trading money with each other when and you're stressing trying to get stuff when you could just be hanging out and having a nice time I don't really do gifts with most of my friends and stuff like that like we just kind of spend time together and that's it yeah that's really I mean that's really what I want like I don't I want to spend time with people I think what really helped me for a lot of my 20s because I left our province and then I left our country when I was in my early 20s so I didn't have money I was very <laughs> very poor so it couldn't go home some of this like I tried and I sometimes I did and sometimes I like I couldn't for a long time but it really helped with and there was no expectations and I was really grateful because most of the time for like three years I believe I went to my friend Lindsay's parents house and it was the best because there was zero expectations because they're like Heather's coming and they would make me vegan sausage rolls which was like the best and we would just sit around and watch like all the Christmas specials that were on. And we just like hang out and chill, see her friends. So I felt like I was in invited into something. And I felt, and that's a lot of times for Christmas, I was invited into something. Or like Sarah one year came and then Becky was in England for a bit. So well, then like, we all came one time. And then, we, and then everyone came one time, yeah. which was really special. I was just thinking about that, like the, the years, because one year we went to London as a family. And then one year we went to New York as a family. Yeah. And I think those were the most relaxed holidays because yes. there was no expectation because the Christmas was going to the place. The present is we spend time at a location. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. <laughs> go from there. I f our favorite, we did a Christmas card in New York where we all oh, fit yeah. into my queen size bed, our entire yeah. family. There were six of us mm -hmm. with just our feet out on the end. It was actually, it was so 
cute and beautiful so and like fun because yeah. we just we, did we this. all had matching socks yeah, yeah. That's an and like we went to, to like detail. american apparel that that week and like bought matching yeah. red socks to the knees socks like, to the knees socks, socks to the knees, to the knees. <laughs> i love socks to the I knees i still have mine <laughs> Oh, that's in my closet. You know what? My brain forgot where they came from. I just had them. I felt like I always had them. And I was like, oh, now I know where they came from. Thanks. (laughs) ADHD brain. (laughs) Three of us have ADHD. So fun times. Sorry, Sarah. (laughs) I took all of the anxiety. Well, I don't know. No, I, I got I got quite a bit. Yeah. I also have social anxiety disorder, which is really great as a performer. You deal with it pretty well, though. Well, I mean, I have a lot of exposure therapy, performing music. <laughs> Which is what you need True. to do sometimes, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. So you don't, you don't have all the anxiety. You're, I'm sorry, I shouldn't claim that. <laughs> we get to share and that. We yay. all get to share that, so yay we us, get... Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and Merry you Christmas. get anxiety, and you get anxiety, and you get anxiety. <laughs> As part of creating healthy expectations is also... Dun, dun, dun. Setting boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Boundaries. Because <laughs> when I asked advice, my one friend, Julia Rowland, just said boundaries in capital letters. <laughs> I was like, that is exactly <laughs> Thanks, right. <Julia. laughs> friend Amanda Smith Colick said, I assume you're looking for something more proactive than hide in a closet because that's my go to strategy. <laughs> I really loved what Sarah Snyder said from Adeline ADHD. She's lovely. Listen to her podcast. It's a privilege for sure. But my life changed when I realized I could get a hotel room when visiting families to have more control over my experience. 100% worth it. And I have to say, as me and my like little unit, three of us travel, like having our own space is so important. I think it's so important. And you can take your you have your quiet time. You can remove yourself. And that's like a boundary setting thing. Like, okay, it's time for me to go now. And you have a space that you can like decompress in. I think it's so good. I remember when I come home. I always would go stay at our mom's house. And then I suddenly had a boyfriend who was going to come home for holidays. And I was like, well, we'll just stay at my mom's house. And he's like, well, I'm not comfortable with that. Like I want my own space. And I was just really upset. And I was like, why? But that's like what we do. And then Sarah was like, your partner, this partner is your family now. And to respect the boundaries of your that unit as well as like and having to understand like how to shift your expectations yes, and that you have to both be comfortable. And also I was really cheap, still am. But uh, so I was like, why are we spending money on a hotel when we have a space to stay? But I realized protecting your mental health, having your own space, having a decompression moment is super important. And I've actually really valued that. Yeah. And I think we, when we're like, but it's family, it's, it's a great place to be. It's safe, but it's because it's ours, right? Like mm-hmm. we have comfort there because it's just innate. And so it's taken me time too to adjust to like, oh, you don't want to just sit around with me for 10 hours and like hang out? Oh, that's not your jam? Okay. (laughs) I guess that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Just two more uh, messages from people before we continue to our own conversation. I have Lily Waterfield who said, don't feel obligated to spend time with people who put a strain on your mental health. It's okay to take time for yourself. And then Susan Madigan, who just came in under the wire because I put a last message in out for people. She said, it's okay, good even, to say no to some things. So many of us need restorative rest and relaxation and not a marathon of social events that run down our batteries. Of course, feel free to say yes to the things that will be nourishing. Something that I like recently discovered that is an option in life is to just say no and not have an explanation why. <laughs> you can just like not go to something because you chose not to. 
Like I caught myself trying to come up with a reason or an excuse to not attend something. And then I was like, why do I, I just don't feel like I can fit that into my day. So I just can't go. So I'm just going to say, it's not going to work. I can't come, yeah. period. Yeah, sorry, I can't make it. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I got this thing going on, but it actually, I mean, I just can't make it. Sorry. It's my one hour that day that I don't have to do anything. Yeah. So I'm not going to do anything. Allowing yourself to say no and that be a like complete sentence. Mm, that should be a quote. Mm. That's a quote. No can be a complete sentence. Yeah. I find it really hard. I will say because I live away from home, I find it difficult to say no when I'm like, okay, I will own, this is my chance to see these people. And it's the only chance I have for maybe a year. So I, and I don't know how to make those choices when then you're like, okay, well, I won't see this person for two years then. Mm-hmm. And that's, I find that really hard. I can relate to that. <laughs> now, having been out in Toronto for two years, traveling out uh, back home, it definitely, um, there's a, you you can put a pressure on yourself to try and see as many people as you can. Mm. Cause then it's like, well, I want to see you now because I don't know when I'm going to see you next. Cause I just don't know when I'm going to be back here. And it, you're right. It, it's tricky finding the balance between, you know, the things we want to do and the things that are good for us and, Ooh. you know, put them in the middle. And cause it's like, yeah, I, obviously, you know, I, I, I want to go back in if I can and see, everybody and you know hang out with them and all that stuff at the same time though it's like if i make time for every single person on my list i am going to burn myself out that trip something that we you know need to think about is like what is our capacity and then how do you you know our capacities do change as we age and just in life and situations in life mm-hmm. how do you reconcile that you need to actually figure out what is good for you and how do you decide like do you have any methods of doing that I have to just kind of accept what is possible and what isn't. I talk with my cognitive therapist about radical acceptance mm. in the sense of like, you just have to, you just have to take it, it is what it is. You only get this much time. And of this time, you have to spend this much resting. Mm-hmm. And so if I can't see someone, it's unfortunate, but I have to reconcile that like, well, that's just what it is. That's just how it happened. And also trying to schedule you know, 10 people's schedules around yours. And like, for me, at least when I visit, it's like a week and a half. It's like, there's only so much time that things can actually happen. So it's just like, it's just accepting the situation for what it is. Like, I'm going to be here for a week and a half. People have lives. I have lives. And whatever happens, happens. I'm going to be grateful for the things that work out. And if they don't work out, then that's just, that's just, it is. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I can I can be upset about it. Being upset about it doesn't do me any good. So that's where the radical acceptance mm-hmm. mentality comes mm-hmm. in. Where it's like it, that's just what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're gonna fly back to Toronto, and then next time maybe you can prioritize those people that you didn't meet before over the other people you got to meet. We only have so much time. Like time is not limitless, and that's something sometimes I run into it with an anxious brain. I don't know if it's the same with with maybe some ADHD brains, where you're like, I can do all the things because like. Time is unlimited. Well, we're time blind, so we literally don't know what time yeah. is. So, exactly. Yes, so time like, is non-existent is, in our exactly. Reality. So I think sometimes it's hard. It is hard. Yeah. To to actually gauge like, oh, if I spend time with somebody, that is like could be four hours out of a day. Well, there's only so many hours in the day, and like I need time to be able to sleep and eat and do things that yeah. humans mm-hmm. do. 
Or yeah. you end up having to like shortchange someone's someone in a conversation. So it becomes like, I'm going to fit you in and you get one hour. Mm-hmm. But is that enough? Wouldn't it have been better to give yourselves two hours and have and then have a break or whatever it is, or just have one hour and then some time? But I think some of the things that I try to do is like, okay, I'm going to meet at this pub at this time. And if you are around and free, please come. Mm-hmm. And whoever comes, it's wonderful. Those are the people that you're meant to see at that time. Those are the people that are meant to be there. Instead of being like, oh, I wish those people came or I wish I saw this person. Like you were saying, Jonathan, like you didn't and that's okay. Even when you live in the same city and you're like, hey, let's hang out this weekend. And it's like, oh, something came up. It's like, it's just, it's, it's the happens. same yeah. deal. But now you're, you've traveled to the bar as opposed to like you traveled, you took a plane ride to the bar instead of just taking yeah. the subway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, it's the same principles. Becky, what about you? You know, how have you had to set boundaries for yourself in your world? When it comes to, um, you know, traveling and, and trying to hang out with people, I, I very cleverly, long before I knew I was moving to Toronto, made a big friend group where we're all friends with each other. And that's like 90% of my friends. So I can kind of see everybody on the same day because we all know each other. So we all will go hang out together. Perfect. Which really uh, takes down the stress of trying to track down different people mm-hmm. um, and spend time with different people. I've also been incredibly lucky in having having friends and family who are very easy to set boundaries with. Um, like I know in my friend group, if you know if we don't want to do something, we're just like, like no, I'm like I'm tired today, sorry. And everyone's like, okay, like we all kind of get it, yeah. I guess. Mm. I feel like I'm because I'm kind of the. I don't know, the quietest in the family, I guess. So that's just kind of how I'm known. So it's I, I can kind of easily get away with just like going and sitting in my room if I, you know, need to unwind or something. So that's been pretty easy. And then also, I guess, like the the biggest thing is just being being honest and upfront. I just thought about this in the context of like us living together where, you know, for a lot of the times, Jonathan is like, all right, we got to do a big dinner for a holiday or whatever. And I'm like... I, I'm not cooking today. Maybe I'll cook one thing. Maybe I'll help a little bit, but yeah. like, I'm not cooking a big thing. I don't want to do that. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do, you know. And, and then he does slightly less <laughs> than the big thing he was planning on. He like pairs it back a bit. And then I don't know if I'll, I'll do the dishes if I eat the food, <laughs> you know, but anyway, it's just like, just, I guess having the, uh, having the courage to just kind of say that up front, mm, you yes. know, just be like, this is what I need. Yes. And I'm sure a lot of people in the world have people around them who are not accepting of that. But if you are like that, if you're upfront about your needs, eventually you'll find yourself in a position where the people who are not respectful of that kind of dwindle out of your life. Mm. And the people who are are the people that you're around. It's a great filter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think 99% of all of the films and television shows would not exist if people actually communicated. So. Oh my God. Uh, right? This is a really good one. Our next one. Stick to routines. And uh, we're going to play Leah's clip. She's bang on. And when I heard this clip, I was like, I got to take all this. I got to do all this. Advice on how to protect mental health over the holidays. All I can really do is share what I do. I work hard to protect my mental health at all times. I believe you find what you're looking for, looking for positivity, a healthy growth mindset. It takes work and daily practice, not just during the holiday season. With that said, the holiday season brings extra challenges to my mental health. 
I'll start with my daily practice. It's what I do at all times of the year. I start every day with three great things. Number one is always, I woke up. Even if it was a lousy night's sleep, I'm grateful to wake up with my feet on the ground. Number two is coffee. Smell it, taste it, savor it. Be in the moment for that first amazing sip of the day. Coffee brings me joy. And number three, that changes daily. It can be about anything. Great things such as I can see it will be a blue sky day. My husband and I will be meeting our kids, their partners and grandpuppies for a walk in our gorgeous river valley. Or if I suspect it might be a stressful day, I resort to just breathe. Three counts in, hold three, five counts out, hold three or four. This works for me. Just grateful to breathe. Two other important things that are consistent for my mental health practice are activity, movement of any kind. It's super important. And I have a hobby that's meditative, pottery. It keeps me in the moment. It's really, really fun, especially when there's a kiln opening, Christmas all year round. And at the end of every day, I have a gratitude journal. It's nothing elaborate, one word to one line, something I'm grateful for in the day. If I miss a day, oh well. It's not an all or nothing thing. It's just a most of the time thing. I feel that if I'm reflecting back on my day, I'm looking for good things throughout the day. It helps me be in the moment. Definitely helps with mental health. I'll read you another uh, message from another Leah, different Leah. Leah Party. Oh my God, all of these people are L. L names. (laughs) They're all L's. Okay. So Leah. Leah Simmons, she said, it's silly, but find solace in your routines. I'm an anxious wreck this time of year, so predictability helps to minimize those urges. I try to prioritize rest and schedule headspace time like walks, drawing, or listening to music. And then Lisa Lutz says, I get up early so I can still write, exercise, and get some quiet time. And then the rest of the day can be a write-off and enjoyed with family and friends, guilt-free, knowing I'm at least still getting something done. Every year at the holidays, I travel. And now at one point we used to try to travel like to see John's family. That's John is my husband. And then see his family in Boston and then have to go see our family. And we started to try to split it up between going to Edmonton to see people and then going to um, Palm Springs where my dad is to see them. And then really the pandemic changed things where we couldn't really go anywhere, but we could still go to Boston and drive to Boston because those holidays are really, really important to his dad and to honor that for us to make sure that we're there for it. And I was like, you know what, if that's the the one Mm -hmm. big asset you have in our life, I'm totally down with that. But the one year that we did this that we should really do every year or the years that we did this was having a space where we have a little kitchen so I could eat the same breakfast every morning that I like to eat. It really sets my day up right and make sure that I have like ex- accessibility to food because sometimes going to events and things I can't eat because I have dietary restrictions. And so to be able to come home and just have not just space, but just those foods that I like to eat that make me feel comfortable. And then we would get up every morning and walk on the treadmill. And it just really helped distress. It was a good way to start the day. We'd watch something on our phones. We'd go for a little walk on the treadmill, maybe do a little yoga but something just to like create that structure in the day. And that just made us start the day right. So I think that sticking to routines when you're not at home, like having the same breakfast, having a walk in the morning, like those are really helpful. This is something I don't do. And I feel like I might want to employ this. (laughs) So I'm going to think about it. I'm, I'm really bad at, um, at sticking to any kind of routine. That's, that's kind of why I, I really thrive with office work because it's just like, for me, it's like eight to four. I'm working and I have my lunch break and then it's and 
it kind of like creates a structure for me. And then as soon as I don't have that job, I kind of like, I'm not very good at maintaining that myself. Um, but luckily, I have a very needy dog who has a very strict schedule of her own. She needs a walk by 8 a.m. Sometimes she'll sleep until 8.30, if I'm really lucky. She needs pets and attention at noon. <laughs> she needs another walk at 4. <laughs> Dinner at 6. And another walk at, like, 8.30, 9 o'clock. And then 10 o'clock, she's like, all right, it's time for bed. What are we doing? Does she take you to bed? Like, makes you go to bed? No, she, she complains. Mm-hmm. She just complains until we go. She's just like... Yeah. Mm, come on, it's bedtime. I guess like I guess I do then have a routine because I have dogs too, and like there is definitely a routine of like they'll wake me up and I'll I'm the one that feeds them in the morning, and like they know what mm-hmm. time dinner is, and so there is like a bit of built-in routine because I have like a small family unit. They have they have mm-hmm. routines that I have to mm-hmm. <laughs> oblige to. I'm terrible at routines. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> we're both terrible at it. It's really good that we live together, so we can just keep amplifying how not how much of a routine we don't have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing we talk about a lot uh, in my therapy sessions is respecting the routine that you're gonna set for mm. yourself. So it's just like, okay, yeah, you say you're gonna do that. That's great, and you put it in your calendar. That's also great. You just gotta do it. And you gotta keep practicing by doing it, because it, it it doesn't like I'm I'm the kind of like oh I'll put it in my calendar now it's set and that works really good for me on a macro level like I'm really good at making a schedule for my month and like making like a monthly routine but when it comes to like an individual day it's just like uh, I'm still working on that where it's just like I'll if I don't have something that's immediately gonna get me out of the bed to like do something for the day I I'm just it's like a whole whole day's a write off mm-hmm. I'm slowly trying to. Like, I just need to do some part of this routine that I'm planning for myself. Yeah. So I can get into the habit of it happening over and over again. I think one thing I'm going to throw out there is that in the for those who also ADHD are here, you know, having difficulty with maintaining routine, sometimes it's things like you just have to start it, start the thing, and then you will continue it. So as in like, if I just get on the treadmill and walk, then I do the walk. And like one day I did it, I was in like fuzzy slippers. <laughs> My husband was like, what are you doing? I was like, just got to get on the treadmill. And these are the shoes I had. And I didn't want to get other shoes on. And I was just like, this is how I had to do it. And otherwise I wouldn't have done it. (laughs) And I think the one thing I've been trying to learn is that the idea of forgiveness, because what will happen is I'll be like, I'm going to do this routine and I'll do it for as all or nothing. I'll be like 200 days of yoga. And then day 201, I don't do yoga. And then I stopped doing yoga for a year. Instead of being like, oh, I just missed yesterday. That is fine. I'll do it again tomorrow. But I, it is really, can be very difficult. I think sometimes like trying to put healthy habits into your routines can be very difficult. It's the same as like sticking to routines when it's during holiday, because then you're like, oh, but I don't have to do this. And then in doing so everything slips and you don't, kind of don't feel good. And I'm like, oh, my, I'm feeling really grumpy. Or why am I feeling like really short with everyone? And it's because you're not getting the things that you need that helps your mental health. So it's like, I guess, get a dog or someone. Yeah, get a dog. Someone, you can, yeah. someone who's like good at routines. That you no, can someone dab- you can double with, double right? With. Yeah, totally. Well, that's like a huge thing. Well, I, you get the habit. I've noticed yeah. getting an office and having like an office mate, and she also has ADHD. I just like to surround myself with people who have ADHD. <laughs> There'd be moments where my office mate's like, oh, I've been meaning to do this thing. And then... I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be here all day. Like, you, if you want to do the thing, you can ask me a question. Like, I'll be sitting here. You do that thing and I'll do my thing. And then we do our things together. And then the things yes. get accomplished. And it's 
It's the best. Yeah. I would go to the, I'd go to the gym three days a week because my friend Will will go with me and I would just go, I'd get up at 6am, go to the gym because someone was coming with me. But as soon as he was, he moved, I was like, nope. Yeah. You need an accountability buddy. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so find those people who don't also happen to have ADHD is also helpful because as much as we're like, we'll help each other. Sometimes mm. that's hard. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's move on. I think yeah. to our next section. Uh, this is a good one. <laughs> this is something that I have to work on. Focusing on you and not just others and learning how to let people be disappointed. So we're going to hear a message uh, from Aaron, our friend Aaron, about doing the things that you want to do. Aaron, take it away. I'm going to be protecting my mental health this holiday season by being really conscious to how I want to spend the holidays and not defaulting to things that I should be doing. This includes allowing myself to switch off and really being conscious to those things that I really love to do and taking advantage of the opportunity of time to be able to do them. Kathleen Smith, who uh, has a substack, The Anxious Overachiever, follow follow her. Uh, her substack is amazing. Her social feeds are amazing. And she has an amazing article that's called Learning to Let People D- Be Disappointed, How to Start Dialing Down Your Intense Focus on Others' Emotions. I think this was written. This was written for me. Yes. This was written for me. Oh God! So she basically talks about like, you know, there's a question like, do you focus a lot on whether others are enjoying themselves, mm. whether they're Check. comfortable or calm? Check. Um, how do you distinguish between being a considerate human and needing other people to be what you want them to be? <laughs> Check. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So three for three. What I love, I I highlighted the things I loved in this. Even when we have the best of intentions, no one likes having our anxiety directed at them. Are you pointing at me? (laughs) Are you pointing at me? I did not point at anyone. I just said words. Mm -hmm. You just picked the topic. (laughs) You just tipped it. You just picked it. It's fine. Oh, gosh. It's just happenstance. It's coincidence. It's fine. (laughs) So she gave some examples of what this intensity Mm. can look like. Uh, continually asking someone, do you like it after you give them a gift? I feel like, I don't think I do that so much anymore. No, I don't think I do that. No, I used to feel really nervous about would they like it, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. say those words to them. Yeah. What about you guys? I don't want to know. Don't tell me. <laughs> I don't ask. I don't want to know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, you, you can say you like it and then take it back. I'm okay. <laughs> you can just be like, thanks, and then... Turn yeah. on the bed. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I just asked, like, do you like it? And they're like, yeah, I'm I'm so straightforward with people's first responses. That I'll be like, cool, why would they lie to me about that? And I just accept this fact. Even if they aren't lying. Even if they're lying about it. I mean, if they were, I'd, I'd rather just tell me. I'm a big boy. Being very focused on whether someone is enjoying their meal. 100% me. I'm not the person that cooks, so it doesn't bother me. Whenever I cook and I'm like, you, you have some of it. I'm always, I mean, I'm, I'm initially just like, you like it? And usually you do. So that's pretty good. <laughs> or you've been lying to me. Have you been lying to me, <laughs> Becky? No, you're, you're pretty good. He's a good cook. Okay. You're a pretty good cook. Aww. Aww. Thanks for the Baby positive brother. affirmations. <laughs> so good. I, well, I'm, I'm not usually concerned with if people like what they eat, but if we're like at a restaurant or something and it seems like they don't like it cuz i'll i'll sometimes be out with the kind of person who's like no it's fine i'll just eat it it's fine and I, i'm like no i'm i'm going to make them fix it yeah well that's good that's good 
which which probably makes them uncomfortable. But <laughs> I'm like, you're spending money. Like, I don't know. eat something that you like. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I feel like you're not putting the blame on you. You're like, no, I'm going to help you. I'm going to fix this, which can be something like this is this thing is a bit about like fixing things for people when they they need to like do it yeah. themselves. Yeah. So because yeah. in a way, like it makes me I get like not anxious. I don't have anxiety, but I get like I get really concerned for other people a lot of the times because and I think this is more again mm -hmm. learned behavior of like growing up and wanting to make sure everyone was like it was all even keeled. So I'm like, okay, I mm -hmm. want everyone to be comfortable. If everyone is in a good place, then I get to be comfortable too. And so mm -hmm. I will be like, oh no, we have to like fix these things. Oh, the fixing. Um, next one. Wanting someone to be having as much fun as you are. I am a hundred percent guilty of this in the past. Not so much now, but I definitely was like, why aren't they having it? Come on, let's do it. Yeah. Totally me. Not talking about something that interests you because it might bore others. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mask all the time. I mask all the time. So my therapist said, yes, you're very good about talking about trauma, but you can talk about things that also interest you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yes. Oh. So the other day when I was at, out for dinner, this is a really big thing for me. I was with my friends and I just went, I like rocks. <laughs> and they were like, what kind of rocks? I'm like, just rocks. Like I, I just collect rocks that I like. I don't know what they're called, but I really like them. Did and they're like, just, oh, cool. Did you just say, I like rocks, just like in the middle of silence? Yep. yep. Yes, I did. <laughs> I love that for you. I, I love that. It. it was a really big step for All me. Right. That's so good. Rocks are I'm cool. Really, and my friend then sent me rock things, and then she sent me Pebble of the Day, which is an Instagram account, which I really enjoy. So, so like, that was, it showed you that, you know, talk about yeah. the things you like, you get rewarded. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I and then when that. I went and found rocks, Passion. I sent them all a picture of the rocks that I found. Aww. See, what a special thing! I love it, and people remember that. Oh, my friend Heather likes rocks. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. send her this picture, and then you're gonna have this like special connection, mm -hmm. a thing that's like a simple. Mm -hmm. I had thought of you because I saw a rock, and it's like gonna be a really mm -hmm. nice moment. So that's good that you did that. Yeah. yeah. And if someone's weird about that, they shouldn't be your friend. Yep. Or you just talk about rocks with your rock friends. Um, I don't know. I announced loudly at a very fancy work dinner last night that I've been watching The Golden Bachelor. <laughs> and everyone was like, what? Nobody, did they not know what it was? <laughs> um, I think a couple of them knew what it was. Several of mm. them did not. And I was mm. like, it's it's a reality TV show. And then the conversation moved on. <laughs> you said you oh, stated well, the fact. Like, well, you stated your, you stated <laughs> your intention and they... You know, you now you found now you found yeah. your golden bachelor friends though. Yeah, you can mm -hmm. chat about it. Which uh, I guess are none at that <laughs> office. Yeah, no, I no one no one else was excited about mm. it. I've heard other people be excited. But it was just we were talking about sports and how big pickleball is right now, and I was like, <laughs> oh, they played pickleball on the golden bachelor. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's 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 a good that's, that's a good segue. Segue. <laughs> tissue. That's good. Oh, pickleball, that's a whole other. It, it, de it derailed the conversation pretty quickly. Oh, well, well, that's okay though. They moved on to another subject. It's okay, um, and that was fine. I, in the past, have realized that I'm really, I explain, I have to explain things a lot to people, um, and I've been more aware of that. And now I try and be more uh, cognitive of that. Where if I'm noticing I'm going down like a, a explainy hole of like, because I really like this thing, so I like to tell people about it. I try and see if they have any common ground in it where instead of me being like hey do you know that this does this and this 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 and just keep going i'd be like do you know what this does this does that relate to you in any way obviously it's not that blunt i'm trying to be a little more subtle about it can i just try and find some like common ground 
I'll bulldoze into a conversation with, with just whatever, because I uh, have no fear, I guess. Because you have ADHD <laughs> Well, it's your special interest, so yes. yeah. you just want to share well, like, all of that with everybody. It's rewarding. Like, there's a new guy in the office that I'm working at, at this temp job I'm doing, and I'm slowly finding out that he is into all the stupid anime things that I'm into, and it's really great when we're just like, I'm like mentioning Dragon Ball stuff, and he's like, yo, did you watch... Did you watch Super? I'm like, yeah, I watched Super. And it's like, oh, yeah. You know, we wouldn't have gotten there if I didn't just throw the bone out. So, is, is that guy, is that Jonathan? Yeah, oh the my other gosh. Jonathan. That's that's Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. I feel like that's an important detail. <laughs> All right. Uh, acting over responsible for your partner's mood. Oh. I'm all over that. I've been there before. Yeah. Not with, not with my current husband, but. I mean, I didn't have other husbands. This is my only husband. <laughs> I had other people I dated, though. The one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've had definitely had moments like that, and now I'm like, I'm much better separating people. I'm uh, I'm I'm the nightmare person for people who are like that, because I'm very deadpan most of the time. Yeah. And they're like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> they're like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's like, yes, I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. I mean what I say. I know I'm Becky's fine. okay. I'm Becky's fine. Like, I know when she's okay. But that's similar to my husband too. Where yeah. He's just like, mm. in his, he's just doing his thing. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Insisting people have some dessert because you're having dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. Mom. <laughs> I'm always like, if you get dessert, I'll have, I'll have one or two bites. And she never, she, she still forgets that when I say one or two bites, I, I mean one or two bites. I have one or two and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I have to eat the rest myself. Well, I told you, I told you how much I was going to eat. Becky's good at yeah. setting her boundaries and expectations. Yeah, Becky's a good boundary setter. <laughs> she's, she's the good queen job. at expectations setting. Thank you. This is my boundary. Two bites. I think I encourage people to like, do you want to go get a treat or do you want to like, as like, part of an activity like part of doing something is like let's go get a coffee let's go get a treat but if they don't want one i'm not forcing them. yeah to we're feeders in general i think but, as yeah, in our I love mean, language is food just but, love to eat yeah and give other people food we're like i don't really want anything and then they'll come home like well i saw this thing and I, here are the five things i bought for you because i saw them and i and it's so oh, sweet I, I do do that a lot actually yeah but that's like, different than this chips. it's super sweet i i think that well that comes from our family because where, you know, as I think it's that kind of like Ukrainian German background. They're they're famous for needing to mm. feed everybody all the time. Yeah. So yeah. grandma was like that. She'd always send you home with a bag yeah. of food. Mom is like that. She always wants to like get your snacks that you like mm-hmm. if you come over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. And like the countless times that you're getting like you're going to like Dollarama or like some Oh place yeah, I bring foods. I bring Jonathan snacks all the time. Yeah, yeah we all I'm, do it. And you're just like, yo, <laughs> yeah. I'm at I'm at Dollarama, you want anything? And I'm like, oh, I could use this and it's vice versa. So I'm like, oh, I'm at Pizza yeah. Pizza, you want anything? You know, sometimes just, I just bring it cuz I know what yeah. what chips yeah. he likes That's and true. What, you know. Yeah. Sweet chili heat Doritos. Those are the best. I can eat them. <laughs> right. Really them, so I can eat them. Really? Yeah, really? Oh, no yeah, cheese awesome. and Doritos. Really good. I don't like kettle chips and I asked him about kettle chips one day i like plain ruffles sometimes i have it with hummus it's very tasty and uh i was like sad because i picked the i this man was standing in front of the chips and it was making me really annoyed and i just like grabbed it and had to get out of there because he kept pacing in front of the chips and on the phone i was like what are you doing just uh, get I'll just out of the chip chips. <laughs> why is that different i don't know and then i grabbed it not reading kettle on it 
And I was very sad as oh. I ate the hardest no. chips known to man. They're like diamond yes. dust chips. Oh, I like kettle chips. Yeah. I love them. So the worst. Oh, I don't. And so I'm, I'll eat them. But like, I then my cousin I went out and things. came back with. She's like, oh, I bought us all pieces of cake, and you get the non-dairy cake and i also got you ruffles because you Aww. were sad and i was like oh, oh that's, nice. that's love right that's love, love for us, for that's us. Really love love. Yeah. yeah kathleen smith not only had the the list of things that intensity can look like but she also has the counter activity like counter behavior to do so letting people manage their emotions so that's very good the one to counter just sharing your interests is expressing what you like while being open to what others like <laughs> So that's, yes. that's cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey. I, I've been working on um, trying to ask questions when people are talking about mm. what they like. Yes. That's a good one. Mm. To, to help them like explain it more and to show that I'm interested. Yeah, and, yeah that's really you know. good. There's a good one here saying managing your own anxiety rather than trying to quickly fix others' distress. Yeah. I find that, that that's so relevant because I think I'll, it'll be my own anxiety that I'm almost like putting onto somebody else mm-hmm. so they, they may not actually feel like, be feeling the ang- anxiousness that I think they are I'm just sort of mm-hmm. like what's that word projecting my anxiety yes projecting, projecting. yeah <laughs> so uh, just to end this this moment of this conversation because we have one last thing to, to talk about the things that I really took from this she's this is uh two direct quotes and we'll put the link to this article so you can read the rest of it there was more things to read um, but it's one of the greatest gifts we can give our family and friends is the freedom to experience life with less relationship pressure. Look for opportunities to ride the ride of being together without fixing. Oh, that's so good. Yes. I love it. It's deep. Very Thanks. deep. Profound and sounds sick. Sick, man. Sick, bro. Um, okay, the next one. <laughs> next topic. The last one. This is the yeah, last so this one. This is the last one. Lightning round. Last topic. Yeah. Having an escape route, quiet place, or creating alone time. This is so good. So we're going to play a clip from Steph from Psychocinematic. She's the best. Hello, Brains Podcast. Uh, It's Steph from Psychocinematic here. I love this uh, question that you've asked. So advice for protecting your mental health over the holidays. From my experience, I often go back to my hometown over Christmas holidays and always schedule way too much social time in and end up burnt out and overwhelmed. So my big advice is don't put too much pressure on yourself to see everybody and do everything because you also want to be able to enjoy yourself and make time for you and doing things that um, fill your cup as well. So for me, it's making sure I don't schedule more than like one or max two catch-ups in one day. And if you've got a big family Christmas organized, excuse yourself to just chill out somewhere, wherever you can. Go for a walk to make sure that you are also looking after yourself and helping yourself regulate, especially if things are not as harmonious in your family as they could be. And that's my advice. Good luck. Now, Becky brought this up earlier, so I feel like I don't. I wanted to say more on it, but then I was like, I'm going to wait because I oh, knew. Oh, we're, we're getting there. I know, because we were newer at the end that it would be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete Wemby said, talking about autistic family members could also be neurodivergent people or anyone, really. Don't insist that people have to be around all the time. Sensory overload. They can go at any time without judgment to decompress with no reaction. Just let them go. 
Holidays are sensory overwhelm, communication overwhelm, and social overwhelm. This is very yes. good. And so uh, Pete, he's autistic and he has a book about being autistic and he has some really great tips. So you should follow him online. And then my friend Celeste, who's wonderful, said to me, she's like, doing the globe and mail giant crossword but not sharing as sharing can be stressful. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> I like, so doing it alone. And she's like, it is relaxing. It makes you feel good about yourself and fills the empty time as well as helps you escape the busy time. She also just said as, as a side note, loves cookies in moderation and loves snow. Hmm. So all those things. So doing the things you enjoy, cookies and snow, and then the giant uh, crossword from the Globe and Mail. So I thought that was just a lovely little thing about creating your own space. Yeah. And it's like a tradition. Yeah. I really advocate for, I want to say two things. I advocate for us actually creating those quiet spaces. I know that when I go to our family in Boston, there's no quiet space and it can be hard for some of our family members who need that space without the hecticness. And sometimes just like trying to escape it can be fine to an extent, but then sometimes it gets really stressful because there isn't that space. And I just really think we should have more of that just in general in our world, just have a space where people can chill out. They're now calling it like uh, quiet spaces. I know that I was allowed, I basically went to a conference as part of the disability screen office and I, they're like, do you need anything? I'm like, I would like quiet space. And they gave me a hotel room on the <laughs> one day because it was in a hotel. That's awesome. That I could just go chill in the hotel by that's myself. Great. That's awesome. Um, and it was actually amazing. I plugged in my phone. I chilled. I thought later it would be awkward if other people got the same room because it did say like quiet room on it and mm. it was a hotel room. Mm. So I'm like, it could be awkward mm. if more than one person came, but I was alone and it was really, really awesome. So, something that I'm, I'm kind of like working on with uh, my grandparents on my dad's side because uh, my sibling Amelia will basically spends all their time on, the, on their phone and they're listening they're part of the conversation it's just that's like what they need to be present mm -hmm. in that space without being overwhelmed with anxiety right and so my grandparents of course being in their 80s are like i don't understand like she, you know she needs to put her phone away and like well this is like this is what they need to to be here so you know like it's okay yeah accepting people as they come and what they need mm -hmm. to be comfortable in a very overwhelming time because it's a lot. What I love about when we would have holidays together, specifically we celebrate Christmas and Christmas day in the morning, you're allowed to open your stockings on your own in the morning. And we all open our, would open our stockings and then we'd have breakfast together and then open like, no, we'd open presents or we'd have breakfast. Depends on how, on how hungry we were. Yes. Yeah. So we'd have like, cause we'd have very, like we'd have our own traditions that we'd follow on the holidays. So we would have like, croissants and uh, hot chocolate with whipped cream and later it was coffee or whatever. And then we would, until it was like time to get dinner ready and do things like that, we would just have our own time. There was no pressures. We didn't have to like engage with anyone. We could engage with the things that we got. I would most, we'd, I'd read a book, we'd put on movies, we would really chill and there's no expectation for communication. And I think, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because all of us <laughs> <laughs> are basically like anxiety slash neurodivergent yeah, <laughs> family yeah. that we like, understand. Okay, that was that was a lot of stimulation. Now mm. we need a little bit of quiet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we would all do it. Like I, I would disengage. Yeah. You would all disengage in some capacity. So mm -hmm. that was usually around the time I'd like go sit in my room until dinner time and just have some like quiet time yeah. and then come back down. 
Yeah. I'd be playing with um, my toys. Yeah, yeah. And like as an adult, I'll, you know, I don't need as much alone time. So I, you know, I'll do something quiet. Like if we're watching a movie, I'll like sit and watch a movie with everyone. I know a lot of families like pack the day. They're like, oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of the time we kind of just didn't have, we just had our like, it was a slow day. We kind of took our time. Yeah. Yeah. So being with people that respect that alone time and that creating that space can be really important all the things we talked about before about boundaries and expectations and everything to allow ourselves to, to communicate that need is really important. Mm -hmm. It's like communicating what we want and then we're in being accepting of that. You know, it'd be very easy for any of us. Like if it'd be a very different family, if Becky was like, I don't want to do that. We were like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. You don't love us. You know, (laughs) it's, it takes two to tango. Yeah, and it's like so respect people's. Some families are like that, so yeah. it's it's got it's tough for a lot of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's good that you know we can set what we need for the holidays, and then we're like, cool, all yeah, right, exactly. sounds good, and and then it, it, just getting to honestly just spending time with each other in in ways that are are best for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And we're not we're not just like you know we got to do all the Christmas activities it's like you know at, you know especially now that we're all older, it's just like. Let's just hang out, man. I mean, yeah, eat food and hang out. Yeah, we do videos. We've watched movies before online when we're in different places. We've often have a call and just do a group like Facebook call together and just like check in and have this moment together. And I think with again no expectations, and we're not always in the same place now on Christmas, but we always find time to like chat with each other and have that moment together. And I think that's really special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I'm getting older, I realize that all those moments get farther and farther in between. So I'm going to take them as they come. Mm, yes. yes. Which happened to be around the holidays. Oh, <laughs> sick. Can I ask one quick fire fire round response of okay. um, favorite holiday tradition? Well, when we were really little, my favorite thing was driving around and looking at all the Christmas lights. Um, Heather, mom talks about that one. Oh, Okay. Some of our traditions was making hot chocolate and driving around looking at the Christmas lights in all the more uh, affluent neighborhoods. Um, And uh, that was fun. That's my favorite memory. Because what we would do is we would drive around in the car, look at all the fancy Christmas lights, and then we'd go home and we'd have hot chocolate with whipped cream from a can, which was very special because we only got whipped cream in a can at Christmas. And you get one can, and when the can's got done, it's that's it. So it was like so special. I only buy whipped cream in a can around the holidays as well now. Okay, uh, Jonathan. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Carolyn. Mm, yeah. All in the circles. Yeah. I love when we were in New York that one year, and we were in Heather's apartment, and we we're all like, you know, singing carols together. And one of your friends was like. So is this this isn't a bit? You guys just seriously do this legitimately, like for <laughs> real? real? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I thought this only happened on TV. <laughs> like I didn't know people actually did this. I like, thought yeah. it was just in movies. <laughs> That's fun. Yep. Oh, we so get to hang out and see music. It's fun. It's fun time. Yeah. You know. I love um, that. I haven't been able to do that in a while because it's just like COVID, and yeah. we all live in different places now. But you know, maybe I'll have to uh, work on my piano skills. Yeah. And yeah. Get that back rolling. What is my favorite? I I like the the fun foods that we eat mm. when we're all holidaying together. I really I like the uh, breakfast croissants. They always taste better on Christmas morning. They totally do. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mom would heat them in the oven mm-hmm. to make them oh, kind of crispy. So good. Mm. And then we'd have Chinese and food. And we would make grandma's buns. Oh, yes. Grandma's buns. I don't know if you remember, Heather, the time that uh, we we wrestled over the last bun. <laughs> and I, I ate it while you were on top of oh, me yes. trying to wrestle it out of my hand. <laughs> it took me a second. I'm like, oh, yes, I remember that. And I was so mad because <laughs> you were like, Rah. I was like, I'm eating the last bun. And you were like, no, I was going to eat it. And then I looked in and you were like, I'm still going to eat it. <laughs> you just put it in your mouth. <laughs> I love it. We really like food in our family. Powerfully. <laughs> I think my favorite, well, I guess tradition. I've taken to my family as well is to have Chinese food on Christmas Eve and watch a movie. So I do that with my, my little unit. And we have, we've kind of made it a thing where Christmas Eve is our special, like just, just us thing. But I just, my favorite, one of my favorite memories is when little, little Jonathan was just a little babe. I would wake up super early and like going, wake him up because he just wouldn't wake. He'd just sleep in. And I loved. Uh, yeah, the whole reason why we, we have the stocking tradition where you can open the stocking <laughs> on your own was so that mom wouldn't have to get out of bed at six exactly. in the morning when yeah. we got up all excited. And then we all expect Jonathan to like get up and be excited. Yeah. No, not one Christmas in his life was he up early. No, we always had to wake That's up. That's not true. There was one year. One no. year you came downstairs to my room. I remember that. But it was still like. But you were always grumpy too. You're like, Ugh, oh, yeah. like you did yeah. not want to get when up. I, when I was like a little kid, I was always like, I slept in. Yeah. But when I got into like preteen area, yes, then right. I was like, I was like, I'm up, man. But when you were like, I want to see what my presents toddler are. Toddler Jonathan, I loved waking you up. Like that was so. I thought that was so fun. Anyway. <laughs> Love it. I don't remember. Like, don't you Sorry. want to open presents? And he's like, no, oh, I'm sleeping. I'm <laughs> <laughs> my priority straight, all right? I Sleep's mean, important. That was really important. You, you, toddler Jonathan, should be a lesson to us all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sleep's important. He needs to be a lesson to me. God. I love it. <laughs> all right. Well, I think... Um, we're going to end off today with a message, a final message from Leah, who we heard from earlier. And she's just going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, keeping those happy memories alive and finding joy in the little things every day. And so, uh, Leah, I'll let you take us out. The holiday season can bring a layer of busy times with family, maybe expectations, commitments you want, sometimes you don't want but have to attend. I also work on keeping happy memories alive specifically with those who are no longer with us. For example, last year I bought a new smaller tree and I decorated it in purple and gold. I can feel this person who loved Christmas that is no longer with us. I feel them here in my heart, in my memories, in my soul. Purple was their favorite color. It brings me joy. I remember the times with them versus being sad that they are no longer with us. If I look for the joy... If I look to be positive, if I look for the fun, I'll find it. You find what you're looking for, what is important to you. Our mental health is challenged when our actions don't align with our belief system. There is so much pressure to buy, consume, overspend, overindulge, overcommit, overdo. I've figured out what is important to me. It's my family, my friends, time together, such as a walk. And when I really think about it, the biggest, Yet probably the simplest thing I do to protect my mental health is to find joy in the little things every day. I'm so excited that we got to chat with Becky and Jonathan, having the siblings together on the pod. (laughs) So fun. It's amazing. And it's just nice to hear like everyone's different takes. And I felt like a lot of the 
people, everyone was kind of saying lots of the same things. And it's so nice to hear how other people are doing it to maybe help yourself during the holidays coming. Mm -hmm. And thanks to Heather for doing all the research and finding all sorts of cool tips and tricks. Uh, She's the best. So if you ever need anything research-based. Yes. She's the lady. I'm here for it for always (laughs) and evermore. Since this is our last episode of 2023, I just want to say how grateful I am, not just for the obvious listeners and friends and family who who submitted things for us to talk about today, but just for everyone uh, who listened throughout the whole year. We've had more and more people listening um, on our Spotify uh, Unwrapped, which is just a very small portion of the people who listen. It had grown so much and I was so surprised and overwhelmed. And it it was just amazing to hear people listening because sometimes uh, when you're recording this, you're like, I hope someone gets something from this conversation. And and we're just grateful that people have written in and and told us about how some of these conversations have changed our lives. And and I think that's Mm -hmm. really why we're doing what we're doing is part of it. And and I'm just um, hopeful and happy that these conversations do mean something to people out there in the world. A big thanks to all of our guests that we've had on in the last Mm. season or all of the seasons. I learn something new every episode. I take a a little something with me from every conversation we have and it makes me a better person. And I think like I didn't expect I didn't expect to learn and grow so much by by doing this podcast. So thank you, Heather, for doing this with me. Thank you to our guests and our listeners for coming on the ride with us. And I can't wait for next season and the the more things we get to un- unpack and learn about and discover I, ugh, I'm so excited. Yeah, and if there is something if you're listening you're like, "Wow, I wish they would do a an episode on X whatever thing." Um let us know. You can you can send us a voice message, you can send us a text message or just go on to our website to the contact um button uh and let us know because uh we do this for yes, we learn, we do this for you. So we really want to know um, what's important for you. We have a bunch of guests already lined up that we're excited that we couldn't fit in this year. I'm just excited to to have those conversations, but really we're always open to to more. And so please let us know if there's something that you'd like us to talk about. We've had people reach out, actually, Aaron earlier this year had reached out to us and said, hey, I'd love to be on your podcast. And we said, we'd love you on our podcast. And she's not only a fan <laughs> and we're a fan of her, but she often sends us things that she's doing in the community to help for disability advocacy that we continue to share. So it's so wonderful when you get to connect with people that way through this um, and continue to to grow together as we learn and just like share in how we can create better and better spaces for all of us. Everybody, I hope you all have a wonderful, happy holiday. You'll hear from us in the new year. Yes. So thank you for listening to today's episode of Brains, the holiday edition. Brains is hosted and produced by Heather and Sarah Taylor, mixed and mastered by Tony Bao. And our theme song is by our little brother and today's guest, Depish. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us and tell your friends to tune in. You can reach us on all social platforms at Brains Podcast, spelled B-R-A-A-I-N-S Podcast. You can also go to our website, brainspodcast.com, where you can contact us, subscribe, find out a little bit more about who we are and what we do. Until next time, I'm your host, Sarah. And I'm your host, Heather. Bye. Bye. Happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. 